Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Conservative, da- Conservative Daily Podcast is back. That was a nice little ton stumble as soon as I start speaking today. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we've had quite a busy day. I'm Apollo, and I'm joined once again by the illustrious... Hey, I'm Ash. The Ash in America. Uh, so we have a big show for you tonight. Um, we're going to have some amazing guests who are going to be joining us very shortly uh, with some big updates. So please stay tuned. Share this episode. Uh, before we get started, because we want to jump right into the guests, I'm going to remind everyone right off the bat, this podcast is sponsored by Interforce. Um, our partner, Interforce, is giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 Gooseneck trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and twenty grand in cold, hard cash. So, conservative daily listeners get 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made using the promo code CD21 at their site, enrforce.com. Get some gear, support our troops. We have a uh, We the People shirt um, that will support the January 6th prisoners. So please go and do that. You can also get an additional uh, thousand entries with CD21. You get 10% off with CD10. Uh, disclaimer, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter or win. A purchase or payment will not improve any chances of winning. So now we can jump right into it. Uh, thank you, Mr. Producer. Ash, you want to kick it off? So this morning we touched um, touched on how they're cramming through legislation. They are bringing abortion bills, election bills, um, all, all kinds of things, bypassing committees, rushing through committees, uh, and, and forcing it through. So aptly named show tonight of what you want means nothing to the leftist mafia. Um, I'm going to give you an example of that before we jump in and bring on our, full, our first guest. There was a new Rasmussen poll came out today. Uh, this, this poll was on electric cars. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of hype around electric cars. Uh, we're, we're being told repeatedly to, to buy electric cars with gas. We now have $6 gas. So, um, you know, electric cars are hot. Americans don't want them. Um, according to, and you can pull up A1 if you would, Mr. Producer, according to this Rasmussen poll, 54% of people are not planning on buying an electric car as their next purchase. 56% of people say that the gas, the, the, the higher gas prices at this point have not weighed into their decision. And 65% of Americans believe gasoline-powered automobiles will still be the norm in 10 years. So, you know, we had, um, I think it was March 8th, the uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg came out and said if people were upset with the price of gas, they should buy an electric car. And uh, they don't want them. It just shows you how completely out of, I mean, and actually I think it's two things. Number one, they're so out of touch with actual people because they live in their little glass houses. And they, they don't actually live like the rest of us, so they claim that they do. Like uh, Pocahontas, when she did that really cringy video, I think it was a couple of years ago, like pretending she was a good old American drinking a beer with her husband. You remember that? Oh, it's a beer. Wow. Let's open this beer. I'm a common woman. 
<laughs> no, I mean, honestly, it's so ridiculous. Um, but the other part is they don't, act, like, none of this is actually directed at you. They're not speaking to you. Right. They're speaking to the interests that they all, uh, you know, pledge allegiance to, and it's not America. And they don't care. They don't care what, uh, what you want. Um, they're going to force electric cars down your throat, just like they're forcing centralized elections down your throat, just like they're forcing CRT down your kids' throats. They don't care what you want. Um, so I don't know if we, I was, do we I have that, uh, had that, that cut? No, no. Okay. All right. Well, so we, uh, mentioned this morning that we were at the Capitol this morning for a, um, a protest. We were delivering notices to the government about this horrible election bill and joining us now to break down this bill and also look at some of what happened this morning is, uh, Colonel Sean Smith. Welcome, Colonel Smith. Hello. What did I do here? I did something wrong with my video. How's that? Is that better? There. Yeah, that's, there you go. That, now uh, now go. you're perfect. Now you're perfect. I can well, see the Constitution Matters centered perfectly behind that beautiful flag. Okay, it looks good. Great. Yeah, I've never so, actually heard that I'm perfect before, so that's awesome. I don't mean as a person. I just mean your, your camera. Don't, oh, don't be mistaken. Don't let it go to we, your we head. We know each other, shot. Sean. We know each other. You didn't have to correct <laughs> as good as it was. I was enjoying it. You could have just let me enjoy it beep. for a little while. <laughs> I'll, I'll beep it out later. So, uh, Colonel Smith, tell us about the, the protest this morning. Kind of set it up for us. Um, so I wouldn't call it so much a protest. I would say... Um, you know, you know, when you have a child and you have to use that child's middle name because they didn't listen to you the first five times. And that's how you tell them, look, I'm serious. Like right now you have to listen. So what happened this morning was uh, a lot of Colorado citizens showed up at the uh, state house at the Capitol uh, to use their uh, legislator's middle name. So everybody brought uh, citizens notices these notices uh, remind the legislators that they have uh, responsibilities under the constitution for election integrity the purity and safeguarding of the elective franchise and that they're obligated because of the constitution because all of their power comes from our constitutions from the u.s and the state constitution and none of their power and authority may exceed it so when the constitution says up front you know, this is the people's power and it's conveyed with consent and the will of the people. That's not just, you know, that's not flowery language. That's the only license they have. And so when when the citizens show up to tell them, look, we're telling you this is not with our will. You do not have our consent for this. This bill, SB 22153, uh, you know, um, what's the wording? Evinces a design. Right? There's a, it evinces a design to um, reduce citizens in Colorado under absolute despotism. It, it would strip the uh, authorities from county clerks. It would strip authorities from uh, citizens to be able to have oh. oversight and insight. Hey, can you Everything hear that, okay? please? Is it my end? No, that was us. Keep going. Okay. So... So, I mean, we can go into the detail about what's wrong with this bill, but what's wrong, what, where it starts is in the petty tyranny of hearts of some people that once they, once they take office, starts getting expressed in these kind of ways where they want to take over power that does not belong to them. 
and deprive citizens and other elected officials of the exercise of their own authorities and rights. So this was citizens showing up to deliver a notice to their legislators that this is intolerable to us. In effect, this is an intolerable act. And if you're familiar, uh, familiar with U.S. history, then you know the significance of the intolerable acts. So, um, so citizens showed up at the Capitol to hand these directly to their uh, state senators and representatives, and they caught some of them on their way to chambers and handed some to them. And then uh, the remainder, hundreds, I think, I think about 500 notices at least were delivered directly to the office of the state Senate president, uh, partly because the state Senate president is responsible for this bill. He is one of the primary co-sponsors. And so this, you know, egregious exceedance of their authority uh, is his responsibility. And he needs to understand that he does so without the consent and will of the people. So we we can talk about what's in this bill. I wrote an article about it. You've talked about it. Um, but I thought what might be good is let's listen to what some folks who are putting themselves up for county level elected positions, what they have to say, because this bill really is um, a slap in the face to the counties, as I see it and as I read it. So, Mr. Producer, can we play cut B1, please? Okay, tell us who you are. Uh, my name is Todd Watkins. I'm a candidate for sheriff in El Paso County and a retired Border Patrol agent. And what are you doing here today? I'm here to notify my legislators and the governor that uh, Senate Bill 22153 is tyranny in a can. It centralizes the uh, manner and execution and review of elections into one person at the Secretary of State's office, essentially elevating the Secretary of State to the most powerful position in this state. So first cut, that's Todd Watkins. He's a sheriff uh, candidate for El Paso County. On Saturday's uh, assembly, he took 64% of the delegate vote in El Paso County. He's the only sheriff candidate that I've heard in Colorado talking about what a constitutional sheriff is and what the sheriff actually should be to serve the people. Um, but he's talking there about this is, you know, this is a, a fundamental shift in how we govern ourselves. Any thoughts on that? For me, um, yeah, I think it, what it is, it's in one sense, it's evolutionary because there has been over the course of the past, I would say 10 years, ex and then over the course of the last five, and now over the course of the last two, this accelerating concentration and accrual of power in the hands of a very few public officials uh, in really in violation of our constitution. So, so the the General Assembly has a responsibility under the Colorado Constitution to ensure the security of elections and safeguard the purity of elections, to ensure in the purity of elections and safeguard the elective franchise. And that is all the authority that is expressed in Title I of Colorado Revised Statutes as the authority for the Secretary of State. In other words, she has no power not conveyed by the Colorado General Assembly through Title I and she has no power, therefore, that is given to them except from the, from the people. And what she has done through her rules, emergency rules, where she refers to these kind of phantom emergencies, right? it's a big emergency that we have to prevent the, uh, an audit like Maricopa's. And so we're gonna have emergency rules about all the things citizens can't do. We can't have 
independent third party auditors. And then she, she had no, because she declared an emergency and because the, the Colorado attorney general is a feckless, useless, lawless, um, you know, violator of his oath. Because of that, he just rubber stamped her rule. He had a responsibility. His responsibility was to make sure that her administrative rules did not violate Colorado's constitution or statute, but he did nothing of the kind and said he rubber stamped it. So he said, hold on, somebody at my door, I assume that is. Oh, right. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and go to a double screen until it comes back. I just want to say something too. Uh, speaking about Todd Watkins, you asked him how uh, you know what he feels about someone speaking so frankly because that, that's one of the things I love about Todd uh, is he's unapologetic about what a sheriff is actually supposed to do. And the environment that we find ourselves in now is that we have individuals like Jenna Griswold. And welcome back, Sean. Uh, we have all these all these people who have slid so far away from true American values and American law, and now these individuals like Todd and like Sean, uh, you know, like Tina Peters, who are simply doing their job and following their oath to this country and fulfilling the office that people expect them to fill, and now they are regarded as extreme. They're regarded as extremist, and I mean, really, if we look. Back in history and what this country was built on, th these people are the closest thing to actual American uh, po politicians, we'll call it. But uh, I'll, I'll let you, I'll give you the floor back, Sean. Sorry about that. So those sheriffs, no they weren't here for me, though, so that was good. Um, they actually <laughs> were just at the wrong address. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'd I just like well, to interrupt real quick and say I was the first female that Maya ever met. Maya is the dog that everybody hears. I can say she sounds all grown up now. She sounds like a big dog. She's, she's getting got a big, big dog bark yeah. now. <laughs> and she's, she's about six months old. She's super militant. So um, everybody, if we, if we drive anywhere, everybody outside the car at any distance that she can see is dangerous. And she wants to make sure everybody's aware of that. And uh, so, yeah. Um, so, so Jenna Griswold, so she has had these emergency rules that this, that the attorney general just rubber stamped. Then in order to make her rules a permanent rule, she had to have a public hearing according to administrative procedure. The purpose of that public hearing was to hear feedback from affected parties, including citizens. She's obligated to respect the will. This is also in the constitution and in Colorado statutes, she is obligated to respect the will of the people of Colorado from whom all her authority is derived and none of it is granted irrevocably. And instead what she did was she had over a thousand public comments to her rules, not a single one agreeing with her rule, every single one objecting to her permanent rules, especially objecting to her imposition of a prohibition on third party auditors. And this is really critical in, in states like ours and most states where they have electronic and computer-based voting systems because the, the complexity of these systems demands that you have cyber experts. Now, that's not what you hear from uh, imbeciles and liars like, like Matt Crane at the Colorado County Clerks Association. These people will tell you, oh, you need election experts. They don't have to know anything about elections. All they have to know is about computers because these are computers. These are complex, modern computers. You have to know how they can be compromised, how they can be penetrated, infiltrated. You have to understand how they can be misused, abused, and connected. And that's what cyber experts do. But 
But Secretary of State Griswold, because before she doesn't know the difference between a network card and a birthday card, and also she doesn't want the public to actually know what is true about the voting systems, she prohibited the use of independent third-party auditors. Now, if you're a Colorado election official in a county, uh, if you're a, a clerk or an election administrator, or if you're even a county commissioner that has a responsibility on it under Colorado Revised statutes to approve the purchase for and use for your county of only a, a voting system that has been certified in accordance with Colorado statute, you have no ability internally and organically in your county to verify that the system has actually been properly. You have no ability to verify that the systems meet federal voting system standards or voluntary voting system guidelines from the Federal Election Commission or the Election Assistance Commission. And so you have to use a third party, which is what she prohibited. The only, the only outside technical expertise that they're allowed to rely upon because of her ruling is the voting system testing labs, which weren't even properly accredited did the testing and that violated Colorado law and also they've testified in court cases that they have no particular cybersecurity expertise so do we right? lose there is no expertise supporting these election officials who don't know what they're doing so county official that actually wants to duty they're now prohibited secretary of state so you can see the of her, you know, progressive have to centralize power and to prohibit the county electors that the people have elected. Yeah, I mean, oh, this, is, this is simply a power grab, and they really, this is an, another pathetic attempt for them to just hide from accountability and hide from any oversight from, from the public or from everyone outside their cabal. Uh, so, we were just breaking up for a yeah. second, Sean. I want to touch on one thing. You mentioned the clerk and the, the role that the clerk has in administering elections. This is, uh, you know, what Tina Peters did. She she oversaw. She did her job. She she backed up records in accordance with her duty. We have another clip. This clip is uh, B2, Mr. Producer. This is uh, Peter Lupia, who is a candidate for El Paso County clerk and recorder, talking about what this legislation would mean to the role of clerk and recorder. All right, tell us who you are. Peter Lupia, uh, candidate for clerk and recorder, El Paso County, Colorado. And so as you're running for a county level position, what does this legislation mean to you? Uh, for my position specifically, it basically eliminates the need for me to even have a job. Honestly, uh, the restrictions that will be put on my position will be overwhelming. Uh, as an elected official, I will not have access to the rooms where ballots to be counted, uh, it, into the rooms where the machines are. I'd have to be uh, indoctrinated by the Secretary of State's office through their training to even be approved to be in my own office or in my own facilities uh, anytime there's election going on. So if this legislation passes, what does it mean for the balance and the, the checks and balances relative to state versus local as it pertains to elections? Oh, the local level completely loses control. So all of the all of the control goes to the Secretary of State's office. They have control over the room. They have control over the people in the room. They have control over the machines, which they already do anyway. But um, they're part of this process is it's requiring counties to use machines so uh, tons of conflict back and forth between trying to force county commissions to do something that they don't have to do but um, in the grand scheme of things 
it gives total control over everything to the Secretary of State basically takes away anything other than just doing what the Secretary of State tells us to do at the local level. Thank you. Can we go ahead and play uh, B3 as well? And then I want to talk about both of them together. Okay, tell us who you are. Okay, my name is Lindsay Moore. I'm running for El Paso County Commissioner District 1. And tell me about um, why you're here today as a candidate for a county position. What does this legislation mean to you? Oh my gosh, this legislation is huge. This legislation would take away all of the county commissioners and the county clerk's ability to oversee and to run our election systems. So the county commissioner has a job. They have a duty actually to um, oversee what happens in our elections department. So we work closely with the county clerk and recorder to help achieve a safe and secure election. So the commissioner actually has a duty to uh, report if they feel that there has been fraud in an election. There's actually a Colorado revised statute that says that it's a misdemeanor for a commissioner to not report if they feel that there has been an issue with an election. And so this would take away um, that ability. It would also take away the ability of the county commissioner to then uh, cancel the contracts for Dominion. So one of the biggest things that a county commissioner has control over is the budgets for the county. And that money is what is spent on the Dominion voting machines. That money says we're going to go buy these electronic voting machines. And so a county commissioner can find that contract. They can cancel that contract. And so when Jenna Griswold over here says that she's going to take control of that, she's going to take the people's money and weaponize it against them so that they will no longer have the control over the voting systems in their county, that's why I'm here. I will take it back. So do we still have Sean with us? There he is. Welcome back, Sean. So, okay, I'm going to – I, I want to summarize what I heard that stuck out to me uh, is – so number one – uh, they're going to make it illegal for you to expose when the government does some illegal stuff. Yeah. Sounds like it is now illegal to expose illegal stuff. And now they're taking away the power of the county clerk. So now not only can you not expose it, you, are, you are, will be punished by law if you expose corruption. Uh, and also if they have a bunch of contracts with a garbage company that's stealing the voice of the American people and possibly... Uh, ripping them off as well. You can't. You can't get out of the contracts. There's nothing you can do about yeah, that's it. And nice two deals with the devil, right? And we, right in one fell swoop. We saw last week Rio Blanco County, Colorado, vote to get rid of the machines. The county commissioners did that. We saw this in Nye County, Nevada. So to me, this feels like a direct response um, to what the people are doing to take their power back with regards to their elections. Sean's. What, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, that's exactly right. So. Uh, where do you even begin with these people? It, it's hard to even it's hard to even get your head around. If you're a decent moral person who's trying to live your life, you know, uh, within your natural rights and with a with a decent respect for the natural rights of your fellow citizens, it's hard to imagine and see the conduct of people like this coming. Um, but so what they did, Rio Rancho wrote uh, Rio uh, not Rio Rancho Rio Blanco County commissioners voted uh, to not use the voting systems in their upcoming uh, primaries. They voted to uh, deappropriate or reappropriate funds in a way that would would uh, then defund essentially. And they, and they got a letter 
Uh, and I've read this letter from Judd Choate, uh, who is the director of elections for Colorado. And this letter was basically a veiled threat. So it accused, it said that they would be in violation of, uh, of federal law if they didn't have uh, electronic voting systems to use for disabled uh, access. And, uh, you know, I'm not an attorney. Judd Choate's an attorney and Judd Choate should be disbarred. Uh, first of all, because he is not acting as an attorney for the state of Colorado. He is not acting as an attorney for the Secretary of State. He is not acting as an attorney for that county. He is essentially acting as an agent for the voting system vendors. It, you know, in effect, trying to compel through threats uh, the uh, commissioners to expend public funds. Th these, are, these are violations of his fiduciary duty and he ought to be actually investigated by law enforcement. But unlike Racine County, Wisconsin, we have yet to find a single sworn law enforcement officer in the state of Colorado that will do their duty under our constitution and investigate the obvious evidence of crimes. So, so Choate basically said, if the commissioners do this, they're gonna be subject to fines and they're gonna be subject to prosecution. I mean, it just, it's just a blackmail letter. I mean, it's just absolutely atrocious. And this is the same guys. So this is uh, the same exact person, Judge Choate, the elections director for the state of Colorado. I mean, he's, he's, you know, gotten rave reviews from all the wrong people. This is the guy celebrated National Association of Secretaries of the, uh, or National Association of Election Directors conferences. The EAC loves him, right? He's got, he's gotten into all, his hand into all of these things. He is very much an instrument of the state in this regard, right? He is not, he, I, he had to keep, take an oath of office to be in his position. He's not upholding it. So this is the same exact guy who lied. And I've got the evidence. I have the email. He lied to the election officials in the state of Colorado, the county election officials, and said that he had confirmation from the Election Assistance Commission that the voting system testing lab was accredited. Now, I've got his emails begging, begging the uh, executive director of the EAC, Mona Harrington, for some confirmation that the that the voting system testing lab that they used for the systems used in Colorado in the November 2020 election. And also, by the way, for the systems that are currently certified, those are certified partly on the basis of the testing conducted when that lab was not accredited. So I have him in email admitting he has nothing, zero documentation proving that. I have him in email asking EAC, Mona Harrington, for something, anything. It's like, you know, please give us a letter. Can you give us something? I have an email her responding that she has to get something from the uh, commissioners themselves. And before she responds with their unsigned, undated letter from her, not from the commissioners, it isn't signed by anyone. Before he gets that letter back from her, he sends notice to Colorado's election officials saying, we've got confirmation they were accredited the whole time. This is a lie. He's a liar. He lied as a public official to other public officials, which then caused every one of those county clerks and the commissioners to convey that same lie to their citizens in response to their citizens expressing their concerns about this issue. These are facts, and we have all the evidence for it. 
Colorado's election officials in the Department of State lied to the citizens, lied to the county clerks and commissioners, and they knew, they were informed that they had certified illegally and improperly under Colorado law these voting systems. And they maintained that lie. So they were given the opportunity to look into it. And instead, they decided to sustain the lie. So you might you might call it a big lie? It's a big lie. That's right. Well, and it's just these other politicians, just they're, they're sharing the fruit of the poisonous tree that they're getting. So, I mean, some of them... Uh, some of them, I, I guess I have some sympathy for, but uh, at the same time, we have the same lack of desire for accountability from some of these individuals that we've seen from citizens for so long. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's, it's going to come around. Before we go on, I have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by IP Vanish VPN. Uh, if you're tired of feeling like someone is always watching you on the Internet, maybe your advertisers know a little bit too much about you or you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, uh, using an incognito mode like they have on some browsers won't solve the problem. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. Uh, IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, hackers, ISPs, or advertisers. So you can use IPVanish on your computer, your tablet, your uh, phone, even devices like your fire, fire Stick when you're streaming media. Uh, when you use IPVanish, all your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and everything else will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you invisible online. Uh, virtually, it's that simple. So you can use IPVanish on an unlimited number of devices, which I really like. I've used other VPNs in the past that didn't offer you that, uh, that privilege. Uh, so it won't sacrifice speed. Uh, again, your computer, tablet, phone, whatever you need it on, uh, you are protected, whether you're in home or in public. Uh, don't go anywhere without using IP Vanish. I don't anymore. It's running right now on my phone and my computer. Uh, so they are offering you an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners, and you will get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. So you're basically getting nine months for free. It's an awesome deal. Uh, IP Vanish is super easy to use. You tap a button, and you're instantly protected. So you won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch and you search for and you buy. Uh, take your privacy back. Uh, they are rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daily and promo code daily, and you'll claim 70% savings, uh, which is nine months for free. All right. Um, so uh, we talked we talked about um, the bill, and we, we've heard from some candidates. So I wonder if we could pull up, Mr. Producer, can we please pull up cut B6? This is from Clerk Tina Peters. Uh existing clerk who knows a thing or two about the election law. Hi Clerk Peters, thank you so much for being out here today. What are, why are you here? Good morning. Well, we're here to fight tyranny. <laughs> Plain and simple. No, uh, Senate Bill 22-153 is an egregious bill. It will take away the rights of every, every citizen in Colorado to elect their county clerk to re represent them and to protect their vote. And, you know, we just can't have that kind of tyranny uh, from the state, from a state office that uh, where another elected official is actually usurping the, uh, the authority of a, a local elected official. And it's a very egregious bill. It'll, it'll pretty much take away a First Amendment right uh, to freedom of speech. It will take away any, any availability to, uh, to the elector to uh, refute an election. The canvas board to deny election, uh, the uh, the ability to 
uh, see what's in these. The ability to audit the machines to make sure they're working properly. It will basically put the Secretary of State in a position where she audits herself. You're running against the current Secretary of State and many people have said that this legislation as well as some of her other actions are an attempt to manipulate that election. Do you have any comment on that? Yes, I do. I think and when I look at the bill, it's definitely what I did was not illegal, but what she's doing will make anyone that, that does what we did to preserve the election records will make that illegal. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So that's one thing that I find really interesting, right, is that they've said, oh, illegal backups, illegal images, illegal this and that, but they're having to change the law right now to make it illegal. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, that's exactly right. You nailed it. So this came out in the Hanks versus Griswold case. Secretary of State made a bunch of assertions about criminal conduct by clerks uh, uh, Schroeder and Klotz in uh, Elbert County and, and Douglas County, respectively, then had to walk her claims back. Of course, the media never held her accountable for that because they, they don't. Do. That's just not in their repertoire. I, I don't know what, where, whose wheelhouse they think accountability is in, but speaking truth to power is not what our mainstream media does any longer. And most, most local media in Colorado doesn't either. So she had to walk back her claims about clots. Nobody ever called her on it. She's doubled down on her claims against uh, Clerk Schroeder in Elbert County and stated he engaged in unauthorized and criminal activity. And then she had to issue a new rule that said that what he did was not authorized. Now she's trying to enshrine it in law, right? So everybody's got to avert their eyes when the Secretary of State passes uh, and, you know, <laughs> repeat, repeat the words, right? Long she may she live. She has the most beautiful clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, exactly. for all eternity. So uh, exactly. one thing... So, oh, go ahead, Sean. No, I was just going to say, so you nailed it. What she is now trying to do through her rules and now through statute, because she has this compliant, um, you know, uniparty in the General Assembly, is trying to criminalize every single thing that was necessary to reveal her criminal misconduct over the course of the last nine months. So everything that was found in Mesa County, because of Clerk Peters, who you just showed, you know, because she did those backups of her voting systems, because the forensic examiners had the chance to look at them, you have three forensic reports now that successively confirmed the worst fears of Colorado voters about their voting systems. None of that would have been discovered if anybody had listened to a single word that the Secretary of State has ever said. And none of it could ever be discovered again if her rules and this act become law. Uh, without it being a criminal act. And, and it's not just what happened in, in Mesa County. It's also very obviously that the Secretary of State is trying to prevent any forensic examination of the backup images that Clerk Schroeder took in Elbert County. Those are the end of any assertion that, oh, maybe this was just Mesa County. Those are, those are the evidence that will show this was statewide probably nationwide in all the places those election systems were used and that uh, clerk uh, or Secretary of State Griswold and the Election Assistance Commission and the Voting System Testing Labs are in big, big trouble.
right? These people have violated federal law and lied to the American public for years. So we're told gold standard in Colorado, where we're, they say it ad nauseum, that we have the gold standard election system. So when we look at what what is she changing in the law, it seems the only problem with the gold standard is transparency. There's there's a little tiny bit of transparency that, the, that still exists at the county level, so we have to get rid of it. I mean, what else could it be? Yeah, it, it tells you all you need to know when you look at, and this was uh, Tina Stevens pulled this up, when you lay, look at Colorado Capital Watch, you can look up who has lobbied in favor of or against a bill. When the Colorado County Clerks Association is paying a lobbyist to support a bill that strips Colorado County clerks of their authorities to fulfill their constitutional responsibilities to the people who elected them in their counties, you know exactly where we're at. This is this is about seven seconds to midnight for voting rights in Colorado. And Mr. Producer, if you have B7, you can pull that up. And sorry to interrupt, guys. I just do have to remind everybody that today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you like to hike or spend time outdoors, if you like to climb like I do, uh, Colorado's amazing for that. Uh, health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight, but with Air Medicare Network, you are covered for as little as $85 a year. Your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, if you use promo code DAILY, that is D-A-I-L-Y, promo code DAILY, you will receive up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. You can do so at airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. So sorry to interrupt. Keep going, guys. Uh, so what Sean's alluding to is if you look at Capital Watch, you can see who the lobbyists for this bill are. You can see if they're opposed, if they're supporting, or if they're just monitoring the situation. 5280 Strategies is the lobbying firm that's employed by the Colorado County Clerks Association, which is headed by Executive Director Matt Crane, who Sean mentioned earlier. Um, so we have now, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where the Colorado County Clerk and Recorders Association gets their funding other than dues paid from our tax dollars, but we're lobbying against our self-governance now, potentially with our tax dollars. Is, am I hearing that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. So Colorado County Clerks who are members in the Colorado County Clerks Association, which for all intents and purposes is just an organ of NACET, National Association of State Election Directors, and NAS, National Association of Secretaries of State, and IGO, International Association of Government Officials. These are basically, um, you know, the, the nonprofit sort of quasi-governmental, it's the revolving door these people go through. So when you find, you see the people, the only people who were not part of the voting system vendors who signed off on the most secure election in, you know, the history of the planet of humans and apes and, you know, <laughs> the, the world. Time and, lords. Everywhere. Yeah, the, the only people who weren't either uh, members of, you know, voting system vendor representatives, and they were mostly voting system vendor representatives, or like Electronic Registration Information Center, were NACID and NAS people. So like Lori Aguino, um, uh, Toulouse, uh, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver from New Mexico. So these are, these are Soros people who have gotten into these nonprofits. They're advising their friends in the Election Assistance Commission. This is why, even though they just issued the third, in 2021, they issued the third edition 
of the voluntary voting system guidelines, which are supposed to be the technical guidelines to ensure that our voting rights are safeguarded on computerized voting systems that they've pushed out everywhere, they would not uh, prohibit wireless devices. And this is because of the lobbying of these people. So, so if, you, if you're in a position to decide what's appropriate for a computerized voting system, and you can't even bring yourself to say, yeah, let's not put a wireless card in that we can't monitor and that the federal government would never under any circumstance allow in a critical system because they know with 100% certainty that it cannot be secured. If, if you are part of that advisory board and you say, you know what, we know those aren't secure, but, but the voting system guys said they want them. I, we shouldn't be trusting them at all, right? No, so, there's no other, so there's no of, possible reason they can justify that. It's just, it's ridiculous that they would even try and they try to brush it off just like they've done the last two years. There's no reason to, to include that or to try and, uh, you know, try to dismiss any, any concerns about it or, or try to say, okay, well, it's fine if we do it. There, there's just no reason for it. This is the institution of fraud, and they are fighting to keep it in place, or they're too ignorant and too cowardly to do anything about it. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's the sweet spot of ignorant, um, cowardly, and corrupt. So, so anyway, so yeah, Colorado County Clerks Association. So Matt Crane is the executive director there. He actually works for the Lafayette Group. They they are the strategists who advise DHS and SISA on their communication. So the whole misinformation, disinformation, mal, malinformation, that's those guys, that's their, that's their message. And this is why you hear this from all the secretaries of state and election directors for the same reason that they want all in this bill in SB 22153, they want all Colorado election officials to have to go get this training. It's not training, it's, it's indoctrination. Yeah. So, so they wanna be able to tell them Right. Here's your talking points. Now, now this is why if citizens take their concerns to their Colorado County clerks, they're hearing back for the most part talking points. And those talking points are coming out of Matt Crane. And Matt Crane is directing the organization that is supporting and, and they're funded by public dollars because your clerks pay to be members and the, they get paid from county funds to be members. So citizens, public dollars are paying for the organization that is lobbying for the act that will strip them of their voting rights and strip their clerks of their voting rights. If you, if you can't see that, I mean, at this point, anybody who can't see that relationship and the sickness of it is just, hello, good girl, is just not paying attention. <laughs> there she is. Well, you know, it gives them a nice little feedback loop, too, because now they've had what? They've had these issues with people like Tina Peters. So now what happens now? You have to go through the indoctrination, so you're going to get your little, I mean, because really what I think it's going to come down to is like a psych test. You know, they're going to say, okay, here, here's, the, here's the deal. You've got to swallow the propaganda. You know, you must listen to the word of God, who is the secretary of state. Uh, and then if they don't like it, it's immediately going to become apparent. And if they do anything about it, now it's illegal to actually expose anything that's going on. So now you've got to fall in line. And if you fall out of line, you're gone. And we're going to use the weight of law against you. I mean, this is the... This is the legal, legalization of corruption and tyranny. It, it is. And, and I, I mean, it, they've gone, this is how corrupt they are. The bill actually prohibits uh, the spreading of disinformation by Colorado County clerks and election officials. And the decider of what is disinformation is Secretary of State Griswold. 
right? I mean, this is insanity. It makes me think of Reagan's old joke that, you know, the Soviet Union and the United States are the same because you can criticize the president right in, in the president's office. You can criticize President Reagan and say he's terrible right in the Oval Office. And you can also criticize President Reagan and say he's terrible, uh, you know, right in Moscow. So, so, right, the joke of the equality. So if you can't criticize and you can't look and you can't reveal it and you can't use the experts that are the only hope you have of understanding what's happening, and people should read the latest Mesa County forensic report to understand just what has been hidden from them. I mean, this is still tip of the iceberg, right? We haven't even gotten to examining paper ballots in Colorado. But if you find these things in Mesa County, you're going to find them throughout Colorado. So, Sean, we um, we we do have to run, but I wanted to. I was going to ask you about the uh, the Mesa report. So we had we had Holly on this morning, and she gave us kind of the high points in one minute. What what makes this report different, and why should people pay attention? So the first forensic report in out of Mesa County from Doug Gould explained that there was uh, copious destruction of election records, not accidental, systematic as a result of Secretary of State directed configuration, followed by the Secretary of State's trusted build. Same procedures throughout Colorado. The second forensic report confirmed that there were 36 wireless networking devices incorporated into components of that voting system, and it was configured in such an insecure manner that you could manipulate the vote tabulation database uh, not only from a system connected through hard lines to that voting system server, but also from an iPhone, if any of those 36 wireless devices were on even for a moment. You could just switch bits and completely flip an election. And the third report Wait, before confirms, you get into the third report, is it possible that that misconfiguration is not a misconfiguration, but you just don't understand election software? <laughs> well... It's in total violation of the voting system standards requirements for the security and configuration. And so part of the findings of the second forensic report by Doug Gould is that it was impossible for the voting system to actually have met the voting system standards. And therefore, it was illegal to certify under Colorado law for use in Colorado. So, so all of that was, of course, dismissed by um, imbeciles in the media because they don't read. You, you literally cannot get them to read to the bottom of a single double space page. And, um, and then the third forensic report, who is from a com it's from completely different forensic experts. This is from two other computer science experts, uh, both of whom are experts in database management systems and databases as well. A gentleman named Jeff O'Donnell and uh, Dr. Walter Daugherty, whose credentials are kind of eye-watering between the two of them. And uh, what they found was, um, in fact, there was manipulation of the uh, tabulated vote databases in Mesa County. So report number one told you election uh, records in the form of logs were deleted. Report number two said these systems are configured to be accessible from any computer in the world and the databases are wide open to be manipulated. And report number three says these databases were manipulated. We don't have chain of custody for the electronic records. Nothing should have been certified off of the records that were in this voting system in Mesa County. Not only, you can't tell from the records whether, only, who won the election. Nothing should have been certified. People should go to jail. 
Oh yeah. This is not. This isn't an accident, right? We're not. We're not. I mean, I'm not a cyber person. We're not talking about an accident. We're talking about intentional activity to deliver specific results. So, is that right? so I want to. I don't want to interrupt. Uh, we have uh, another guest, and I want to bring him on, uh, Sean. If you can stick around, we have Darren Galbon. Sure. Can you bring Darren on, Mr. Producer. And uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, Darren. Hello. I'm pretty sure you are. Hey, how are you? Sitting there. Can you? Uh, so we just heard a lot. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you introduce yourself before I get mad about what we just heard. So, uh, Darren, help you with the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's plenty there already to be mad at. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, um, my name is Darren Gobb. I'm the uh, co-founder and executive director of Restore Liberty. We're based out of Helena, Montana, but we've got state directors across the country, including Cynthia there in Colorado Springs, which is just a wonderful place where I happen to retire out of back in 2019 out of Fort Carson. So I'm very happy and happy to be on with some folks in Colorado between Denver and Colorado Springs. Welcome, Darren. You know, my my thinking for this was we were going to go from Sean making us really mad and then we were going to talk about Restore Liberty and have some hope. Um, but we're running out of time. So I think we're all going to be mad together. <laughs> I'm mad. That's, yeah. yeah. When it comes to election integrity, there's plenty of reason to be mad. So, um, so we just so we just heard from Sean that Mesa three, the the third forensic image report out of Mesa County, destroys the narrative of the most safe and secure election because we actually have evidence now. We have, I mean, we've had a lot of evidence. They 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 just keep saying, oh, that's not evidence, um, but we have evidence now that these these databases were manipulated. That these the, this isn't an accident. It's not a misunderstanding. It's not you know explain you can't explain it away uh what what's your reaction to that darren well as someone in, been involved with this since uh, right after the 2020 election in, in different capacities not near as much as uh as as sean and you have been but i think it is so obvious that this election was tampered with and i'm not saying it's in favor of or not in favor of somebody else in by name specifically, it was intentionally tampered with in order to create division and lack of trust in our election systems. Well, that division and lack of trust is deserved because there are so many issues from small to large. And at this point, if you're denying it, you're either a, you know, it's, it's to your advantage for some reason, you're just disingenuous and you just are trying to ignore the whole thing. Uh, or, or something else I can't even even explain. The, the evidence nationwide is so clear and so obvious uh, that it's, to me, frankly, on Restore Liberty, it is a litmus test to whether or not a person wants to be a public servant or not and for us to endorse them. It certainly seems like it's you've got two choices here. It's either ignorance or it's malice. And the time for ignorance is passing because there is so much information out there now. Uh, Sean, any, any, anything else on, on Mesa three? Um, no, I would say, you know, what Darren said is, is right on the, we've had some patients for months now for over a year with public officials who were not willing to, or for some able maybe to hear beyond their programming. Maybe they weren't themselves immoral, but at the point where you don't listen to citizens and you don't look at the evidence for yourself and you don't demand law enforcement do their duty at that point 
you no longer have any room for sympathy. You're you're now an active participant in the cover-up and the deprivation of civil rights of Americans. It won't stand, right? The truth is coming out, and the question is, are the people in in office going to do their duty, or are we going to have to remove them from office in order to uh, get satisfaction, to get adequate investigation, to get accountability for the people responsible, and to get uh, the record corrected? You know, you, Darren said exactly right. We don't know exactly what the correct outcome is uh, or was from the election. What we know is this result uh, is not certifiable. And we have to go back and look at all of it. That's the purpose of full independent forensic audits. And it must be independent, obviously, because we can't trust a single one of these damn people that has been trying to give us uh, restored confidence uh, on the basis of lies that, that just can't stand. So when, um, when we think of the world since November 3rd, 2020, there's the stolen election and there's consequences of a stolen election, right? So we have CRT, we have, you know, the, the foreign policy disaster that's happening, um, you know, coming after our kids, coming after our health, uh, all of our freedoms are under attack. There are a number of groups and organizations that have popped up uh, around, around the country to help with that. And Darren, you're heading up uh, one of those organizations, uh, Restore Liberty. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Restore Liberty really wants to magnify the 10th Amendment, states' rights and people's rights through a, through a series of things that we do, both through grassroots education and empowering grassroots to get upon in their capitals and to be people who can testify to bills and help craft the legislation, get involved in the Freedom Caucus style organizations and groups, just like Cynthia is doing there in, in Denver. But we also have another arm of what we do where we find the best possible candidates we can and endorse them. And as people learn to trust in us, hopefully over time they continue to do that, they'll see that the people that we are selecting are, are really true public servants. And then assuming all elections are legitimate, then we've got a very good chance about getting the right kind of people into office who aren't career politicians, who haven't been groomed since they were children to, to be in those positions. And we just saw that Restore Liberty endorsed candidates basically you know, mopped the floor with everybody at the caucus in El Paso County, Colorado, as you know, probably, Ash. That's right. Uh, and that's all, and all of people to see. All of the candidates that we saw in the earlier clips that we showed, so Todd Watkins, who's running for sheriff, uh, Peter Lupia for clerk and recorder, Lindsey Moore for commissioner in District 1, and Tina Peters for secretary of state, all of these candidates are endorsed by Restore Liberty. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you endorse candidates? What does that process look like? Well, we start off pretty simply, and it, it, you go to our website. Well, you don't go to our website. We share a link with the people that we're looking to endorse, and they and they look at our questionnaire, and it's pretty simple. It's based on the 17 grievances we wrote in our Declaration of Constitutional Consent, plus three very simple constitutional questions about the primacy of the U.S. Constitution and Tenth Amendment. From there, the state director, who knows the people best, can add some questions and do their and do further vetting based on state-specific issues or other questions that they find to be extremely important that are in line with Restore Liberty's values. When that is happening, using that human network, we want to endorse because we have people close to the candidates, not because they just simply go online and answer a questionnaire, hoping that we'll not catch on the fact that they're just using the language that 
we know they want to use or they know we want us to read. Uh, and so even Cynthia there in Colorado Springs has had people who've filled everything out, but they have not passed her final test. And she gets the final word, not me. Uh, we want to be close to the candidates everywhere we go. Once that happens, then we create a graphic and the graphic can get shared far and wide. We don't, we don't want to have a letter out there because people don't really share letters so much. Having been a candidate, I know a letter is useful to a point, but in a graphic dominated world in social media, you've got to have something that yeah, attracts attention. So ultimately that's what the end state is, is that graphic and they can show it. And again, as people learn to trust who we're putting out there, they'll start looking at us for who those names are across the country even more. Yeah, the, gra the graphic is great, but what I'm really struck by is the human process. So, you know, Cynthia, I, I know Cynthia, I think she's incredible. Um, she's very involved in the in the grassroots efforts happening in Colorado, not just in Colorado Springs, all over Colorado. And she uh, she doesn't she doesn't endorse people lightly. Um, I've had conversations with her about candidates in my county, um, and she's she's a tough one. So it is it is a very uh, you know human. There's there's gut involved, I think, in that process based on what I've seen. Um, but I do like that restore, you know, in, in USCIP or cause of America, we're non-political. We are focused on civics. We're focused on doing the, you know, making sure that we have the, the, the self-governed processes and, and, and systems that we have, but the politics part of it is important and understanding who candidates really are, uh, especially when, you know, we have so many incumbents, we have so many people that are that are career politicians that were raised to be politicians and definitely don't have the people's best interest at heart. Uh, Restore Liberty, I think, is, is a great resource for local communities, for people in local communities as you're trying to figure out who to vote for and what do people really stand for beyond their campaign rhetoric. Uh, so how do people get involved, Darren, and how can people get in touch with you? Well, go to head, go ahead to our website, which is restore-liberty.org. And we have a, you can have, we have a membership button there. And that's just a very simple membership button. It's very inexpensive to be part of us. Uh, and that gets you into the, into a newsletter process so we can update on what's going on. Uh, but as you do that, we see people come in and we figure out what states they're in and then we push them towards that state director. Because you, you talked about the human component of this thing. Uh, I could have 10 million followers and send newsletters to 10 million people, but it wouldn't matter if those 10 million people, only 24 people are doing any work. Mm -hmm. So we push to state directors and the state directors will take that person from there and incorporate them into whatever team structure they need to be most successful within their states and counties. Fantastic. Well, hey, I want to thank uh, Darren. I want to thank. Sorry, we, we both we both went fantastic at the same time. I want to thank you and uh, uh, and Cynthia as well. Uh, I know I'm sure we'll have her on soon. Uh, but I just want to thank both of you for doing the hard work, uh, because especially what you know with what Ash said about the human component, that that's the the hard part. Uh, you know, I, we see all kinds of graphics and nice, uh, pretty campaigns and nice email newsletters, but doing the hard work and actually understanding who these people are and getting to know them on a real level—that's uh, a, a big disconnect between the citizens of Colorado and, and of this country and all of these politicians that, frankly, we've been stuck with and we have had selected for us and thrust upon us for our entire lives and what we're seeing now. So I, I really do I uh, honor and respect and uh, appreciate the hard work that you guys are doing over there. Uh, Sean Smith, you know, as we've had you on multiple times before, and I know you, 
I know you have just sacrificed uh, so much time and uh, and energy, and uh, it's it's truly with individuals like you that we're going to take our country back. Uh, so I want to give both of you the final word, uh, and thank you so much for joining us. And both of them can't have the final word. you got to pick one. All right, hold on. Darren, choose Darren because, he got on, because Sean has talked a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> and his dog. <laughs> and his dog. That's Maya. Yeah, no, I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on and uh, looking forward to someday being able to come back and we can talk on many topics, I'm sure. And uh, Ash, you mentioned the uh, elections have consequences. Back in August, our team in Restore Liberty said Ukraine is next. Here we are. Mm -hmm. uh, we lack leadership on many levels. The administration is basically doing what it's told and, and not setting the conditions for what leadership should look like across the world. So uh, none of this is a surprise, um, but it all goes back to elections. And if elections don't have uh, the true backbone of honesty and integrity to it, then you've lost it all and it doesn't matter anymore. So uh, given that I could go for hours, but I'll only go for 10 more seconds and say thanks again and looking forward to seeing more results in Colorado. I can't wait. And uh, over to Sean. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. Yeah, the, the truth is getting its pants on here. And, and it's not, this isn't me, this isn't us, this is citizens. Pe people want to restore normalcy. There's no more normalcy. We, we allowed people who wanted power to take over our government. This is, the, this is the cost of that. And we have to take it back, and then we have to hold it and watch it like hawks. That's how we restore liberty. I agree. And, and just because that... You, uh, you spoke a little bit to my heart. A lot of people, they speak about the last couple of years from the COVID now with uh, the, the 2020 election and the continued fraud uh, and just absolute disgusting corruption that we've seen over the last couple of years. I hear people say, I wish we could just go back to how it was. I don't yeah. because it was so broken before that. And so I, I know that it's been trying for everyone, but I, I, I am grateful for, for people like you and so many all over the state and all over the country uh, because we're not going back to what we had. We're not going back to normal because normal wasn't normal. Normal was massively screwed up. And now the chaos that we're seeing now is just us starting to, to clean up the mess. So I look forward to the future where we can actually get to a normal that, that will serve any of us and we can enjoy. Uh, so God, Sean, uh, Darren, again, thank you so much. God bless both of you. Uh, we'll you definitely both. have you on again. Uh, thank you for the work that you're all doing. Thank you. Take good care. God bless you both. Pack show. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. All right. Before we leave, um, we are about out of time. I do have to remind everyone that we have an awesome sponsor there, Liberty Cigar Company. Uh, they have assembled the first six presidents in a beautiful cigar collection, which you can see on screen. If you can't on the audio, you need to go and order one. Uh, they have assembled a set of six uh the George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams Cigar. This is uh, the Early Republic series in honor of President's Day. Uh, if you are a listener to Conservative Daily, you will get a 17.76% discount. Uh, the original price of this series is $89, uh, but use co coupon code LIBERTY at libertycigars.com. Uh, these guys are absolutely awesome. The owner, John Adams, is an amazing patriot. He has one of the coolest looking offices that I have ever seen in my life, uh, which we've had the pleasure to see on uh, on some of our meetings with him. 
Uh, he is a staunch patriot. They are uh, scholars of history. Uh, the boxes are made in America. It's, they smoke really nicely. I've had, uh, I've had them before. So please go support Liberty Cigar Company uh, and use promo code Liberty. Uh, you will get 17.76% off. I love that discount, by the way. So what you want means nothing to the leftist mafia, but they're not in charge. We're in charge. We're a self-governed people here in America. And so as soon as we all stand up and take our power back, this nightmare ends. So please get up, get involved. Um, check out Restore Liberty. Check out USCIP.org. Check out whatever's happening down at your local county, uh, community, uh, city council, commissioner's office, all of it. Get involved because... America, America was founded on local self-governance. We can govern ourselves in our own communities. And um, when you drain the swamp, the swamp fights back. And that goes for all of the annexes like Denver. So. Amen. And you know what? You know, and by the way, I love the leftist mafia. Uh, <laughs> the reason that they don't, that they follow their interests is because their interests hold them accountable. Mm. And we have not. We have stood by and we have gotten lazy and we have allowed these people to run around and follow the directions of people who do not serve you. And they've done it for money, they've done it for power, and any other number of reasons, which we don't have time to talk about right now. But it is time for us to do the hard work. When you vote for someone, know who you're voting for. Know why you're voting for them. Don't look at one ad and pretend that you know them. Don't look at your neighbor and pretend that you know them either. This is the same reason that we are disconnected from our politics, is the same reason that you are disconnected from your neighbors, because that is how they have... You have allowed them to divide you by my neighbor voted for Trump or he voted for Biden, so he's on the other side. I guarantee you that many of us have so much more in common than we would ever, ever, ever uh, consider, but we haven't done the hard work. And that's why we don't know each other and why we aren't unified, and it's why we don't know our politicians and why they run rampant. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that's absolutely right. You know, um, also, don't vote just based on the R or the D next to the name. Uh, if you don't have time to actually research the candidates, you probably shouldn't vote. Same thing goes for ballot uh, measures. If you don't have time to understand what that choice that you're making actually means for your community and for your neighbors, sit it out. I'll say it. I, I don't think that people who don't take the time to educate themselves on what their decisions mean for the rest of the community should be engaging in that activity a radical statement but I, I i really feel voting is a is a duty and a privilege and absolutely a right and being responsible personally responsible personally accountable for understanding what those choices mean and what the uh you know expected outcome of those choices can be is uh is something that's incumbent upon every single one of us so there's, the, you know, we, we talk about how did we get here and, you know, you, you don't want to go back to before. I don't want to go back to before either. We were all asleep, right? I mean, that's like asking to be plugged back into the matrix. Um, yeah. But the reason that we got to this point is on every single one of us. It's on us not holding the government accountable. It's on us voting based on R or D. I think this terminology of leftist mafia is very generous for the Republicans because oh, we're is. in a oh, uniparty. Yeah. And the you know, we're fighting Republicans just as much as we're fighting Democrats to keep our to keep our freedom and keep our liberty. So it, th we got this far. It got this bad 
because of all of us, because of us not doing our jobs, not standing up, not standing in the gap, and not paying attention, frankly. And that time is over. We're never going back to that normal, that before. Not if I can help it. Well, it's impossible, yeah. frankly, because <laughs> too many people have been awakened. Yeah. But True. we are out of time. Uh, thank you again to the beautiful and wildly intelligent Asha for joining me. If you like this podcast, subscribe to us on Rumble. Uh, you can find us at Conservative Daily. We're on Telegram at uh, conservativedaily.t.me slash conservativedaily. We go live on conservative-daily.com, our home site, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub, all at Conservative Daily. You can follow us on the audio versions uh, if you like that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Go and give us a five-star review, particularly on Apple Podcasts, but anywhere you are. Uh, help us climb up in the rankings. Uh, it helps us out a lot, and you can be an ambassador for truth. Uh, so subscribe and give us a five-star review. Please share this episode. If you know someone who is not yet awake, who does not understand all the complexities, and they don't need to, but they don't understand the crisis that we are in, and they need to hear the words of Sean and of Darren, of Ash today, please share this episode. Share the Rumble link, conservative.daily link. Uh, Please help get the word out because we need to take back our country and we need to do it now. It is time for everyone to do the hard work and share what needs to be heard and say what needs to be said. Uh, so if you need a reminder when we do go live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get our text alerts and we will send you a message to your personal phone letting you know that we're going live so you don't need to worry about it. Uh, the link in our description has the link to our Facts Blast and you can subscribe to our newsletter. Please do that. Uh, so we can be a sword in the arm of the American people. Uh, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for joining all of us. My name is Apollo. And I'm Ash. God bless you all. We will take back our country this year. We will hold these people accountable, and we will get a new normal that all of us actually want. And I, I just want to call it the freedom normal. Let's get back to freedom yeah. normal. Let's yeah. just get back to freedom. Patriot America. Yeah. Let's make freedom normal. God, that's, we, need, we need that design. All right. God bless you all. Thank you. We will see you tomorrow morning.